This is the Find Her Sparkle podcast and I am your host, Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and well-being coach and a mum. I am here to help you find your sparkle again. We are going to chat about mum life, mindset, self-development, calling yourself out when you need to because life isn't perfect, right? And basically learning to be a happier version of you. Think of this as your time for you. I'm here to help you understand yourself more, feel more self-confident and navigate the ups and downs of life. If you're ready for all of that and more, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Welcome back. And today we are going to be talking about just life being busy, kids kind of getting in the way of like plans, things that we want to be doing for ourselves, ways that we fill our cup that then don't end up happening because, you know, mum life or busy life. Uh, And feeling like you can feel empowered to be sticking to your health and fitness goals. So similar-ish kind of to what we were talking about last week. And again, this episode is off the back of a question being posted in the Transform Together Facebook group with Fidaz and me feeling like this is a really, really interesting and good topic to be talking about because it's so common. And so we're going to be talking about things like comparison and expectation and how you can feel less frustrated if a curveball comes with the kids. Because let's be honest, like it's going to happen. I had six weeks in a row a few weeks ago where every single week at least one of the kids I had to go and pick up from daycare because they had a temperature or they were not well and like even just that it's such a good example of kids are just going to throw a spanner in the works sometimes unexpectedly and also just like being a parent or just being a busy person in general if you're not a parent and you're listening to this it's hard, like the mental juggle, the mental load, all of the things that we are trying to do and juggle throughout the day, whether you are working, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you are just like having, whether you feel like you just have so many balls up in the air that you're trying to focus on and keep spinning and keep those balls up in the air, life can get really hard sometimes and feel difficult to prioritize that time for you. So there's going to be a little bit of empathy and compassion, but there's also going to be a little bit of tough love in this episode as well. So take from this episode what you feel like you need. Now, before I jump into the whole topic, I'm going to give you my recommendations for this week. So I actually have two. One of them is that we actually have really excitingly released a new coaching program with BU Happiness College, which is where I work for those of you that don't know. And I'm so excited about it because it's it can be completely online and completely, it's like a self-study kind of. So we're calling it, it is our happiness blueprint and it can be done just by you. If you're feeling like finances have been something that you have been worried or stressing about or you have been unsure whether they whether coaching was going to be able to fit into your budget this is the option for you so I have a link in my Instagram if you head on over to my Instagram it's just amy underscore rankin and go and click the links in my bio 
go through to the happiness blueprint page and it will tell you everything that's included, but you can work through it at your own pace. There is workshops to be rewatching. There is activities to be doing. There's ways to keep you accountable. And it's such a great financial option if one-on-one coaching sessions have felt out of reach for you. And if they've felt like something that just isn't going to fit into your budget with the cost of living at the moment. So go and check out my Instagram. Um, but the other recommendation that I have for you is a little bit more of a trashy one. So for those of you that are like me and love a little bit of reality TV, I've really been enjoying, uh, so selling sunset, but it's the OC version. So I think I've spoken about selling sunset before, uh, which they're mainly based well originally were based in LA and Hollywood and selling around the LA area, but they have opened up an OC office. And so I binge watched, season one a few weeks ago and which I had already watched but I kind of forgot what had happened because I watched it so long ago and season two just got released a few weeks ago so I was like oh I'm gonna binge watch season one so I'm back on track with like everything that's happening and oh it's it's so good it's trashy it's gossipy it's you know all of the things but I have just been really enjoying it for just you know sit down switch my brain off and I'm also really enjoying I guess as a little third recommendation, just having some time to read my book in the evenings as well. So I might watch, say, one episode of something on TV and then I'm like, right, I've been really disciplined with them getting up, taking myself into my bedroom, popping my phone on charge and just reading my Kindle. And that's been such a great routine that I've gotten back into, which I'm really enjoying. So I guess my third recommendation is just to think about if there has been any like habits or things that have started to sneak back in like extra scrolling or not being disciplined with your bedtime and feeling tired and exhausted when you're waking up in the morning, those types of things really get clear for yourself. Like we don't have long left of this year. If you are listening to this episode around when it's been recorded, we're in October now, you guys, we've only got three months left until the end of this year. And I guess like the whole point of like redoing the podcast and getting back into podcasting and having these recommendations and encouraging you to be doing things like the transform program like I did last episode or like coming and jumping on and actually doing something for yourself and getting involved in the happiness blueprint and taking time for you to prioritize you and answering these questions is so that you can be feeling like the best version of you. Like there's a reason that you listen to these podcast episodes. And it's time to make yourself feel like you are just as much a priority as everybody else in your life because you are and it's true, but it's up to you to be able to really create the lifestyle that you want to be living to be able to move towards the way that you want to be feeling. So maybe as a bit of a third recommendation, thinking about what are the habits that I've been letting slip back in lately that aren't feeling as good for me and what would it look like for me to even just slightly change one of them at the moment and how can I bring the end of this year home so that I'm feeling really good about my habits. So anyway, there's a little extra recommendation for you, but the question that came in and it was from an anonymous member in our group over in the Transform Together Facebook page was that this beautiful woman is feeling bad and noticing some negative self-talk coming up about missing some of the workouts. So for those that don't know with the Transform program, there's a certain amount of workouts that you're aiming to do each week uh, and it's all in the app. And so you'll log in and be like, okay, it's Monday. This is my workout for today. It's Tuesday. This is my workout for today and so on. 
So she says, as a busy mum of three very small kids, there are some days that get away from me and I miss a workout or two in a row. How do I get back on track with them? Sometimes I try to do two workouts in a day to catch up with the program, but it feels a bit too tiring. And then I also wanted to share some of the comments that came along with that, because this was actually the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode, because like I said, this is so common. Kids are going to throw a spanner in the works. There is going to be things that happen when it gets to like 8.30 p.m. and you're just like, oh my God, I haven't even eaten dinner today yet. Like it's hard sometimes having kids. So some of the comments underneath were, hey, I just wanted to say you're not alone. I've got three little ones too. And some days it's just impossible to get it done. I try to add on the extra ones in my rest days when I have help from my husband or the little ones. And then we have another comment. I have to do it first thing in the morning or the day gets away and it's too easy to make excuses. I get up before everyone else and get it done. Little kids are constant. Anything you can squeeze in will be better than nothing. So I loved, this is what I also love about the Facebook group is the support that everyone gives as well. And I guess like one of the things that I wanted to touch on with this and with the replies was that it is sometimes about making things work for you and meeting yourself where you're at. So I've got a few little points that I wanted to talk about today with regards to all of this and just feeling like you can still be sticking to the goals that you have for yourself whether it is a health and fitness goal or whether it's just like a habit that you're wanting to change or a goal in general, how you can be sticking to these things, even when life is busy, even if you've got kids, even if things are getting in the way that it's kind of to start off with meeting yourself where you're at. And this is what I talk about with a lot of my clients is how can you make your actions, so not your goal, but make your actions achievable for where you are at in your life right now. And so what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, I'm chatting with one of my one-on-one clients, we're setting a goal and they would like to be, I mean, let's just use workouts because that's what the question was about as well. They want to be starting to do some more workouts during their week and they're really excited. They're really pumped. They haven't worked out for a little while and they're like, yep, I'm super keen to get back into it. And so then what we would do is set action steps and they may say something like, okay, I'm going to, I want to do five workouts a week. What I would say to them in that moment is, okay, that's great. I love your enthusiasm. And if you think that that's absolutely realistic for you, let's go for it. But the question I have for you is when you think about your life right now, today, if you were to start doing five workouts a week, every week, think about your life in the next like month or two months, do you see yourself sticking to those five workouts every week long-term? Because this is what I want to be focusing on is how can we make these lifestyle changes long-term lifestyle changes, not just going and smashing yourself at the gym or doing home workouts and smashing yourself at home workouts five or six times a week, and then getting four weeks down the track and being like, shit, this is way too hard. I can't commit to this. And because the reason that I don't like that mentality 
is because then you are opening yourself up to negative self-talk. You're opening yourself up to self-criticism. You're opening yourself up to all or nothing or black or white thinking of like, oh, well, I've missed my workout today or I've missed two of my workouts this week. I just have to restart next week. And it's just, it's not going to be good for your mindset in the long term. What is going to feel more empowering is thinking about, okay, can we maybe start a little bit smaller? Maybe five workouts a week is what we want to be aiming for and working up to. But what actually feels realistic for you this week? So if you're just thinking about this week and next week, can you be committing to two workouts a week or three workouts a week? And is that still an improvement to what you have been doing? And for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, actually, like I haven't been doing anything the last few weeks and I'm not feeling great about that. Okay, amazing. So let's just focus for the next week or two weeks on two or three workouts a week and commit to that. And once you're in the routine and the rhythm of that, then we look at, okay, I know you mentioned you'd like to be doing five workouts a week. How are the three workouts feeling? Do you want to increase to four workouts a week? And does that feel realistic for you? How has these three workouts been fitting in with your lifestyle? And if it feels like a bit much, okay, great. Let's just stick with the three for now. And then maybe we reassess in another week or two and see when we can fit that in. So if you can understand what I mean with like meeting yourself where you're at now and then increasing rather than doing it the other way around and increasing first and then noticing, oh, this is feeling a bit much and meeting yourself where you're at because then you're going to start beating yourself up about that and you're going to feel like you're not doing enough and that negative self-talk and those limiting beliefs has the potential to come in and that's not going to feel good. And we really want to be including these healthy habits in our lifestyle or aiming for these goals that we really want to be achieving in a way that feels really empowering for us. So I guess that's my first tip. Um, What I also would like you to be focusing on then is what can I do rather than what can't I do or what have I missed? So as an example, say someone wants to start running and they want to run five kilometers. I'll use me as an example because I would like to start doing that, but I've also had two children and haven't done any running since I had Lila, which was 12 months ago now. (laughs) So I know that for me, realistically, I'm not going to be able to just put my shoes on and go for my first run and smash out 5Ks. That's just not going to happen. But instead of getting caught up in that negative self-talk, what I could focus on is, okay, what can I do here? Can I run some intervals? Can I run for a minute, walk for 30 seconds, run for a minute, walk for 30 seconds? Or as another example, maybe someone would like to start running, but they're having trouble with their knees. Or there's a few exercises that they're noticing they can't do. Lunges feel hard or push-ups feel hard. How can you make adjustments to those exercises so you're still able to move your body instead of focusing on what you can't do, what your body is not able to do? Because that in itself is going to feel a lot more empowering. It's going to help with your feeling of self-confidence. But also, again, bringing it back to not that focus of what you have missed, so what you have not done. So say, for example, in this question that came through, uh, it was, I've, I'm missing a workout or two in a row. And with that language, what we can hear with that is that this beautiful woman is focusing on what she's not done rather than what she is doing. And also 
there could be so many other things that you're doing to focus on yourself and your health and your well-being and the way that you're feeling that is outside of moving your body as well. Yes, exercise and moving your body is great, and I'm definitely not going to take away from that, but it's not the only way that you can prioritize you and look after you. Maybe you bring a focus to your nutrition and the way that you're nourishing your body. Maybe there's also a focus on being really intentional with your small moments for yourself and your small moments of self-care that you are able to take because it's not just one area of life that is going to be helping you to feel good. It's the multiple things that you're doing, the small things daily that are adding up to make a big difference in how you're feeling. And so, yes, our exercise and movement is one of those things, but also focusing on, okay, maybe I've missed two workouts this week. That's okay. I'm not going to be too hard on myself if it's actual reasons that have come up for me and it's not just excuses like, oh, it's 3 p.m. and I'm too tired. I was going to do my workout this morning, but I haven't. And I actually have a spare hour, but I can't be bothered. That's an excuse. Okay. We want to call out our excuses and we don't want to give in to our excuses. This is where this kind of tough love can come in of like, you know what? I still need an element of discipline because making any change in life, if we're going to be realistic, and this is funny that this is coming up now as I'm talking, because I was speaking about this yesterday with the other coaches that I work with. And we were saying like, A lot of the time we kind of feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to make this change and it's going to feel really good and empowering. I'm going to feel great about myself. But we also forget to think like, actually, this is probably going to have an element of feeling quite hard as well, because making change in life can feel hard. Like if it was easy, everyone would be doing it right. And everyone would be living this life that they want to be living and feeling the way that they want to be feeling. It is going to be hard sometimes. You're not going to feel motivated and you are going to need to bring your discipline in and be disciplined in the knowing of this is what I'm aiming for. This is how I'm going to feel when I am consistently doing these things and showing up for myself because I am worth it. And maybe it's focusing on if I don't show up for myself today, how is that going to feel? And helping that bring in that discipline for yourself. So it's kind of finding that middle ground of what's excuses and is there any excuses that you've been giving into, but also what are reasons and that maybe, you know, the curveballs have happened, the kids have thrown some spanners in the works for the week and that's okay, but you can get back on track, you can get redisciplined and maybe it's just about, you know, checking back in with yourself. Okay, what does it look like for me to focus on me this week? What am I doing? If it's not necessarily all of my workouts and that's been too hard with the kids, have I been nourishing my body well? Have I been nourishing my mind? Is there things that I can be doing to look after myself outside of movement? And thinking about that as well. Um, Okay, that's my second point. Let me go on to point number three. The third thing that we want to be considering is what can I control? What is within my control? What is outside of my control? And the reason that this one is so important is because so often during your day, you are trying to control or focus on things that are outside of your control. And If we're doing that day in and day out or for a whole day at a time, that can feel so frustrating. It can feel so overwhelming. It can lead you to be feeling burnt out. And it really just leads to that feeling of like disappointment in other people or within yourself or within your expectation for the day, all of that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, and you will know this if you've listened to previous episodes before, the only thing that you can control 
is you. And I think that this is where some of this tough love can come in as well, because when we think about that, it's like, okay, I know I briefly touched on excuses and things like that before, but at the end of the day, if the only thing that I can control is me, what is it that I am doing to show up for myself? Even when there's things happening with the kids, even when there's things happening in my extended family or at work or the curveballs in life are happening, how can I still be showing up for myself? And that also, I think, can touch back on what I was just saying earlier with focusing on what you can fit into your life or what you can do at the moment. Maybe there is something that's going on for you that means that there is some things that are feeling outside of your control, but there is still going to be things that are within your control that you can do. So I guess this one, number two and number three are kind of like joined in together a little bit here with bringing that focus back to you. And the best way that you can do that and the easiest way to do it is to just ask yourself, like notice, first of all, okay, I notice I'm feeling frustrated or I notice I'm feeling disappointed that I haven't got this done this week or I haven't been able to do a workout yet and it's Wednesday. That's fine. We recognize that. That's important to be able to acknowledge and understand where you're at. But the next step after that is then bringing it back to the most simple question, which is what can I do though? Now that I recognize this, now that I notice that this is coming up for me, what is my next step? What do I do from here? And this can be so powerful because it means that, let's use that example of it being Wednesday, that you've recognized that you're stuck in a bit of a rut or there's some excuses that have been coming up or the week's not going as you were expecting, but it's also giving you the opportunity to reset of like, all right, I can start again tomorrow though. I don't have to wait until next week. And especially if we're thinking about stuff at work or things with the kids or just life being busy in general, The only thing that you can control is yourself. You cannot control other people's perspectives, other people's thoughts, behaviors, actions, opinions, their non-actions. You can't control any of that. And I know that that's a bit of a difficult concept to sometimes get your head around when we're just doing a podcast and not in one-on-one coaching sessions. It's obviously specific and individual to everybody, but at the end of the day, if you can keep coming back to that question of, I'm okay, I'm recognizing this feeling coming up for me. What do I want to do though? What is my next step? And that's the main thing that you're coming back to that is going to bring so much change into your life just from that one question, because you are bringing it back to you. Can you control whether your child has had a nap that day? No. I mean, as much as we would like to, we can't. Can you control whether you do your workout at 6am when it was planned or that your child has woken up at 5.30 in the morning and won't go back to sleep? No, we can't control that. And when we start to think about those specific examples of moments where I have so many people that will say, I'd love to do a morning workout, but I can't, my kids get up so early. I am in the same boat at the moment. My kids before, just before daylight savings, were getting up between 4.30 and 5.30 every single morning. And sorry, I'm dedicated, but I'm not getting up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning to do a workout. No way. I love my sleep too much. So what we want to be thinking about is I'm recognizing and noticing that there is things that are outside of my control, like my kids' naps, like my kids' behavior, like, you know, the multiple things that can come in. And that's okay, though. These things are outside of my control. There is nothing I can do about that. But what can I do here? 
What can I control? And maybe in those moments that you're noticing the real frustration coming up or the disappointment in wishing something was playing out a little differently is just bringing it back to where do I go and how would I like to feel from here? Maybe you would like to let go of some of the frustration or the disappointment and just choose to be more present or, you know, sit down and have breakfast with the kids instead of focusing on the frustration that you're not able to do your workout at 5.36 o'clock when you said you wanted to. Of course, lots of different examples that I could be putting in there. And so, of course, insert your own example or your own life stuff that's happening at the moment, but bringing it back to the things that you can control. Number four, and the thing that I'm going to talk about next is one of the biggest things that you will notice happening for you throughout your everyday life. It is comparison and of course, comparison's best friend expectations. And thinking about these two things, these can play such a huge impact in your day-to-day life and how you're feeling because there is so many different aspects of control and, uh, sorry, comparison and expectations that can happen. So when we're thinking about comparison, we are thinking about either comparison to ourselves. Now, the comparison to ourselves can be in two stages. We can look at comparison to our future self or what we think we should be doing, where we think we should be at, those shoulds, that's comparison to your future self. Uh, But we also have comparison to our past self, a past version of ourselves. And so you might notice that coming up where you might think about, say, for example, well, pre-kids, I used to be able to work out five times a week and go for a run on the weekends. And I was prepping all of my meals, breakfast, lunches, and dinners. I was doing a house reset on Sundays and doing all of my food shopping. And I was feeling really productive and I was really feeling like the best version of myself. And they're all of the things that I need to be doing to get back to feeling like that version of me. And That is fantastic for past version of you. I love that for you. And I love that you were prioritizing all that time for yourself. But it's also recognizing that that's a past version of me. And what I want to do is, again, like I was saying earlier, meet myself where I am at now, because it is not going to be doing you any good to be focusing on where you are not at, where you wish you were at, or the things you used to be able to do, because that's also kind of irrelevant. You can utilize that as some inspiration to be focusing on goals or habits that you would like to be bringing in and routines that you would like to be bringing in. But what we want to do is notice the limitation side that can come in with these things and recognizing when there is things like negative self-talk coming up or putting yourself down, feeling bad about things, wishing things that were innately different That's when we want to start to recognize the limitation and start to think about what could it look like for me to utilize comparison in a way that feels really good for me. And I do have another episode on that. It's called, Can Comparison Actually Be a Good Thing? I'll have a little bit of a scroll through and see if I can find the actual podcast episode number that that is so I can give you a little bit more direction on that. But really just getting clear on what are the comparisons that have been coming up for me? Am I comparing to an old version of myself, a past version of myself and the things I feel like I used to be able to do, whether that's what you used to be able to do last week or whether it's where you feel like you were at in your journey of life years ago. Am I comparing to a future version of myself and that kind of I'll be happy when mindset, which is another podcast episode that I can definitely link to because that I'll be happy when mindset can be 
really easy to get in and really hard to get out of. And so to do a little bit more of a deep dive into that of like, I'll be happy when I reach this fitness level or this weight that I'm aiming for, or when I have this level of accountability and nutrition focus in my life and those type of things. Goals are fantastic and beautiful to have. And I love goals and I love aspirations and things that you're wanting to work towards. But again, noticing that limitation that sometimes we can get stuck in the I'll be happy when instead of focusing on and being happy with where you are also currently at and being proud of the things that you are aiming for as well. So if you are wanting to listen to that comparison episode and comparison being a good thing, go back to episode 96 and you'll be able to have a bit of a deep dive into recognizing how you can use comparison as more of a growth mindset tool and use it to your advantage. Now, we also, of course, the most common uh, way that we'll recognize comparison is comparison to others. Now, for a lot of us, that will look like social media and utilizing social media. Now, and again, this is one of the things in our life that can either be a strength and we can use it as a tool that feels really good for us, but it can also be a big limitation in that when we're speaking about comparison specifically, of course, it can be hard to be over-focusing on everybody else's lives and the things that it looks like they do have and the things that they are doing with their time on social media. And so really this is just about calling yourself out and recognizing when social media or comparison is not working for you, when it's feeling limiting, when there's the negative self-talk coming up and going down into that spiral, recognizing that and putting things into place to create a stop to that. Maybe it's setting screen time on your phone or deciding not to use your phone during work hours or after a certain time of an evening, those types of things. Comparison can be really hard And we really want to be recognizing where it's coming up and bringing that focus back to you and the you in the present moment rather than to other people or different versions of yourself that is not the you that is existing right here and right now. The expectations, like I said, is comparison's best friend and they're very closely linked. But expectations is, again, setting that bar wherever your bar or goal is and that I'll be happy when mindset that can come in. I'm setting my expectation for myself that I'm going to be able to get here and I'm going to be happy when I get to that point. Now, expectations can also be a massive one when we're thinking about parenthood, motherhood, being busy, all of that kind of stuff, because we can place certain expectations on our week, on our routines, on our habits, and again, also outside of ourselves on our children. Now, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes before, you probably would have heard me say one of my favorite quotes, which is expectation leads to disappointment. And the reason it's one of my favorite quotes is because it is so true. When we are feeling disappointed or frustrated, there is a very good chance that you have set an expectation either over yourself or over someone or something else, over yourself and the things that you were going to be able to do that day, over somebody else and the way that the day was going to be playing out. Again, if we're using children as an example, I was expecting that I was going to be able to do my workout this morning, or I was expecting that my child was going to have a nap at 10.30 in the morning, and that's when I was going to do a quick tidy of the house and get my workout in before they wake up and we have lunch. If that hasn't happened and nap time hasn't happened or they've only done a cat nap and nap for 20 minutes and you've tidied the house and your workout hasn't gotten done, here we have the perfect example of expectation leads to disappointment. 
we can set subtle expectations or we can set goals for our day and the things that we would like to be achieving. But the key with this is bringing in flexibility and knowing that if I stay too rigid and too stuck in my expectations for the day, that's when I'm going to lead myself to be feeling and leaving myself open to be feeling frustrated, to be feeling frustrated and not present with the other people in my life as well. And again, like the title of this episode, life is unpredictable. Children are unpredictable, but you don't have to let that be the source of you feeling disappointed in yourself and feeling frustrated within yourself. Again, and I will say this again and again, because it's so important to meet yourself where you are at in life at the moment, meeting your day, just bringing it back to that simplicity of not even just the life, but meeting your day where it is at with what is happening around you. There are, things are allowed to feel frustrating. You're allowed to feel frustrated that your kid's been sick for two weeks or that they've brought all the daycare bugs home for the last two months. Yes, that sucks. And we can still accept that. We can still bring in and accept those feelings being there, that things feel sucky. Things are feeling frustrating. I wish things were different. I wish that my day hadn't have gone like this. That's okay you're allowed to have those moments and that is part of being human. But what we can do is work on moving through those things a little quicker. Again, bringing it back to that control. I'm noticing this feeling coming up for me. I'm noticing my day's not going as I was hoping it was going to. I'm noticing expectations that I was setting. What can I do from here? How can I bring that responsibility back to me and focus on what I can do rather than what I can't do. And again, you can see how a lot of these points are really kind of interlinked and combined together. They're all so related. So comparison and expectations, there's lots of other different podcast episodes um, on here that you can go and listen to as well around those things because they're such huge topics. Now, my very last point and tip that I have for you is focusing on what your wins are, what you would have done previously that you're not doing now, all of these types of things to really start to bring in that gratitude mindset of what have I been doing rather than what haven't I been doing? What would I have done previously that I don't now? So maybe what bad habits have I started to move out of my life? And all of these types of things are ways that you can really bring in that gratitude and that appreciation for yourself and the work that you are putting in. So this episode hopefully feels like a bit of a mix of tough love in that it's like, hang on, I'm going to call my shit out. I'm going to call myself out when I need to. I'm going to recognize when my own bad habits are coming in that are impacted by me and no one else. I'm going to call out my excuses when they're actual excuses. Uh, but when there's life things that are happening or when my kids are impacting the way that my week has gone, I am not going to let that get me down. I am going to utilize this as an opportunity to start to look outside the box, to start to embrace the flexibility within my lifestyle, within my mindset, which I know can feel hard and I know it can feel frustrating at times. But instead of being frustrated with where you are at in your life at the moment, can we move towards embracing where we're at in life, embracing these moments, because I know it's cliche and I know everyone says it, but these moments are so fleeting and these years pass by so quickly. And I know that doesn't help on the really hard days, but to bring that back and remind yourself and bring in things like the gratitude and what your wins are, what you are proud of, how far you have come, the things you have been doing for yourself. These are all the things that are going to help you to get through on those, those days that do feel really hard. 
So I hope that there is some things in here that have been helpful for you. I hope that there's a few tips or mindset changes that can help you to get through the week, that can help you to get through and move towards taking action and bringing in those habits that do feel really good for you without beating yourself up, without trying to bring in control over things that are maybe feeling outside of your control at the moment. And of course, there is so many other things that we can cover over lots of these different topics. So if there's any questions that you have, if there's anything that you would like me to be expanding on or talking a little more about, please feel free to jump over onto Instagram, send me through a message, come and meet me over on Facebook and say hi. Send me if you're in our Transform Together Facebook group and you are doing the Transform Challenge and program with us, come and send me a message over on there or mention me in a comment so that I can help you out. I hope you have a fantastic day or evening wherever it is that you are and I will see you in our next episode together. Thank you so much for being here with me today for this episode. I would love if you could screenshot to your socials if you have enjoyed the topic and it would really make my day if you can rate and leave a review on whatever platform it is that you listen to your podcasts on. It really helps to get more eyes and ears listening to the episodes. If you have any questions you would like me to answer or topics you would like me to talk about, jump on over to Instagram and message me. It's just Amy underscore Rankin or Finding Her Sparkle Pod. Thank you so much. I will talk to you next episode.